Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, cindyschulte.com, and Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. Good morning, everybody, and we're on the air this morning here. I'm Julie Nelson. And I'm Chris Magruder. Good morning. And we're coming to you live this morning. Yes, iowacatholicradio.com. Here we are. Here we are, and we got a great guest today. I know we've all wondered if we hear God's voice in prayer. Is that really God's voice, or is that the one of the evil one, or is it my own preoccupations coming into it? Well, we have Father John Glockman joining us today, and he's the Assistant spiritual assistant Director of Spiritual Formation at the St. Paul Seminary at St. Thomas University in St. Paul, Minnesota, which means he gives spiritual direction direction to the seminarians up there yeah, so pretty amazing pretty amazing so he's gonna come so on who gives and him spiritual direction that's what i, I want yeah know. i know yeah <laughs> i don't know maybe the pope the pope yeah maybe. but he's gonna be joining us today to talk about how we can discern the difference between the different voices that we can hear in prayer and how to find god's voice and all that and he's got some great principles he's also got has some great stories from his own personal experiences he's very authentic and he's just so genuine so Nobody's going to want to leave now. They're not going to want to turn the show off. You've That's done a right. great intro for that. Well, <laughs> I, well, I mean, I'm really, I'm, he's, uh, well, actually, those who have done the Catechetical Institute here in Des Moines know him because he's been a one of the Saturday lecturers. And you know what? That was the only class I went to. I audited it, and that was one I got to hear, so it was great. Yeah, he is very good. He's very good. He really knows prayer. He yes. really knows prayer. And um, he's. I'm excited to introduce him to our li- listeners. But also, if you have a question while you're listening to us today and him talking, you can text us at 515-223-1150. So if you have any questions for Father John today, 515-223-1150 is the text line. We hope we can get to him today, but get to your questions today on air. If we don't. Don't be, do not be afraid. The scripture says, do not be afraid. We will have Father John come back and we will have him do a Q and A with us on the air with those questions that you've asked. Yes, we've, we've told him we may have to have him back because well, there's going to be a lot of interest. There's in definitely going to be a part two to this series on That's prayer. That's right. That's right. Speaking of prayer, why don't you lead us this okay. morning? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Listeners, if you have a desire to do something for Iowa Catholic Radio, if you want to help us volunteer, we are going to be looking for volunteers to help with the Iowa Catholic Radio booth at the State Fair, which is coming up. Yes. I love so, the State Fair. I know you're yes. not, you're so-so on it, but... I. That's true. I love the fair. <laughs> And That's the fair true. is August 9th through the 19th. So, yes, go to our website, uh, iowacatholicradio.com, and you can sign up there and be a volunteer. It's a lot of fun. It is. Now, okay, I can get past the smells once I get past that that one barn, you know, although <laughs> I do like to see the big boar and the big cow. That's really fun. Oh, that's fun. good. It is fun. But it must be the farm girl in you. 
It must be. be, yeah. And the 4 H'er. Mm-hmm. I'm a former 4 H'er. I was too. Oh, but I was, I was out a baker. To, oh, I was yeah. a baker and a sewer in 4 H. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you <laughs> sewed? Can you believe it? I know. L- ladies and gentlemen, Julie is a, she's a really good seamstress. Well, and okay. I learned how to sew pillows and a skirt, and that's about as far as it went on my grandmother's old sewing machine. Good for so, you. Yeah. Good for you. I good can for do you. the basics. And we're going to have a wine collection party in July. A date's going to be announced here soon. So can say, uh, look out for that. That's a lot of fun too. That's, they usually have it on the rooftop and it's a very wonderful evening and just summer evening the out. rooftop on market one mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. good and of course then we got the fall carathon around the corner i'll be here before we know it and that's in october yeah well yeah. And, and our listeners can support us anytime they don't have to wait for that carathon nope. <laughs> go online and make a donation and that's right. we are listener supported and we are here for you the listeners that is right uh, well and we have to say thank you cindy schulte of farm bureau financial services for underwriting our show catholic women now she is an authorized independent agent and can provide health insurance options from Wellmark, Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Iowa. She does a great job of making insurance simple for all of us. And she's really committed to helping us prepare for our future and protecting what helps matter, what makes things most important in life. So let her help you through any of the stages of life. You can find her on the web, cindyschulte.com or 515 yeah. Great gal. Great mm-hmm. gal. Mm-hmm. All right. We're excited here to welcome to the show Father John Glockman talking about praying, praying and discerning God's voice in prayer. Just a little introduction to, to you, our listeners. Father John Glockman is the Assistant Director of Spiritual Formation at St. Paul Seminary School of Divinity at St. Thomas University in St. Paul, Minnesota. He also serves as Director of the Archbishop Harry J. Flynn Catechetical Institute, where he also instructs, and he's been here in Des Moines, instructing or giving lecture guest lectures on Saturday mornings. So, Father John, welcome to Catholic Women Now. Well, thank you for inviting me. Well, we've heard that you like Des Moines now that you've been down here. <laughs> I, I do. I was actually very surprised at how uh, cool the downtown is and uh, the new developments happening, the river walks, and uh, yeah, I was quite surprised, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. You know, it's funny because we've been down to the Arts Festival for several years in a row, and it's interesting to hear the artists say, we love coming to Des Moines. It's kind of like a mini Portland. And I'm like, oh, it's it's culturally savvy then is what's <laughs> going on here. Yes, we're not just all hick farmers here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Growing our corn and riding our horses to and fro. And so well, I told a few people up here in the Twin Cities, said, have you been to Des Moines lately? No, why, why would I go to Des Moines? I said, you need to go to Des Moines. Yeah. We're we're a gem. We're a you know ca- quiet the, gem. Shh, quiet. Yes, we always like yeah, to keep that a secret. Gem. Yeah, secret. we're a hidden gem in the Midwest. <laughs> we're the heartland, the heartland of the Midwest. That's so. right. Well, Father John, we are so excited to have you come and talk and share your wealth of wisdom on prayer. Um, I think that's one of the things that's a timeless topic, and and just discerning God's will in prayer and just hearing His voice is such a mm-hmm. complex can be complex, but you have made it very simple. And I think one way. Just to kind of start out is, how do we know we hear God's voice? There's basic principles to this, or how do we know? Sure. Um, well, obviously, like anything, it takes practice. Prayer takes practice as well. Oftentimes, people who have more complex issues with prayer is because they don't pray on a, pray on a regular basis. They only pray when they have desperate needs. Uh, and so to discern God's voice is oftentimes difficult for them, or they may be someone who's praying quite a bit, but now they're choosing between two good things, and that's always the harder one to discern. If it's something as evil and good, it's easier to say, this is wrong, this is right, right? But if it's between two good things, that's often more difficult. But So the practice of prayer is going to be very important 
to be able to discern God's voice. And basically, the early fathers of the Church and all the great saints, uh, like St. Ignatius, St. Teresa of Avila, um, and others, would talk about there's three principal sources of when we're praying, the thoughts, feelings, or emotions, desires come from. And basically, to put it in a nutshell, it's either from God or from us or from the enemy of our soul. Those are the three principal sources. Now, you could, you know, elongate that and say it's from God and uh, his uh, angels, the redeemed world, my redeemed self, my redeemed friend. Those would all lead me to the good. Or that which leads me away from God could be part of me that's wounded, uh, my unredeemed friend, the unredeemed world, and the evil one and his, uh, his companions. So we're kind of a mixed bag, and that's why sometimes prayer is hard for us, because part of us is wounded as we go through life, wounded by others or sometimes our poor choices, and part of us is redeemed and desiring to live in union with God. So those are the three principal sources of where thoughts or desires come from when we're praying. So then I guess my question is, how do I know if I've got two good things that I'm trying to discern between? Because they say, you know, you, you can do a lot of great things, but what are you called to? So I'm trying to discern between two different things that are both good. Yeah. How do I know then which one the Lord is calling me to? That's always, that's a million dollar question, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, and I know that, that I guess I, I want to be clear for what I understand for our listeners as well as. Uh, this is a little side note, but this Satan doesn't know our own thoughts, so he can't mingle with our thoughts, but he can place thoughts in our head, right? That, yeah, the, the uh, evil one cannot read your mind. Right, okay. The Lord can. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the evil one can also, he notices patterns of life. So, hold on a moment. <clears throat> Just to clear my throat. Um, he can observe us. He or one of his evil companions can observe us, knowing that there are certain places in our lives where we're weak, what uh, St. Ignatius would call in discernment of spirits, Rule 14, the evil one acts like a leader of a military, an army. He observes the encampment of our life and sees where we're weakest, and he attacks us there. So oftentimes, through observation, he can say, okay, Father John looks stressed out. He's been pulling away from his prayer. Seems you know superficial. He's been praying his office, but he's moving away from deep prayer with the Lord. Huh? I think this is, would be a good opportunity to perhaps tempt him with temptations that have he's fallen in in the past. And so what he does is he observes patterns in our life and where we're the weakest, and he attacks us there. And that's true for all of us. And that's why it's so important for your listeners to know. And for all of us, myself included, is regular confession and daily prayer helps us to grow in self-knowledge. These are places where I'm strong, where I'm gifted, where I'm talented. God has placed these patterns in my life that lead me to holiness. These are places where I fall, where I'm tempted, where I'm weak. Okay. Once we have that self-knowledge, as St. Teresa of Avila says, the first step toward holiness is self-knowledge, knowing all those things about me helps me to discern, ah, I'm being tempted right now. I've gone down this path before. I don't need to go there. If I reject that temptation early on, it's much easier to say no than later on when you've allowed the temptation to start to mature 
And it's much more difficult than to say no to a temptation. Okay, so we so we know that that worry is kind of put aside. He, you know, he can't read our thoughts. That that gives me comfort, no, <laughs> so I can talk to him. So then, when I'm trying to discern between two good things, how do I know which direction to turn? Where, yeah. How's the Lord going to show me that? And that does take it. It takes time um, and discernment. I would say this: one of the key things to realize when you're praying, and a thought or a desire comes to you. Does that thought or desire have staying power, number one? Number two, does it bring a sense of joy? There's a certain rightness about it, peace. And I would tell your listeners to let that thought, feeling, emotion, desire that brings, has staying power, peace, joy, a rightness about it, let it unfold. Let it produce its own fruitfulness. Discern its fruitfulness. Is it leading me to God, number one? Or is it leading me away? Though that would be easy to dis- easier to discern between two goods. I, I, I'll give you an example instead of making it more abstract, a little bit more concrete. So I was uh, discerning between the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, where I grew up, and the Diocese of Phoenix, uh, where I lived in my early adulthood. And my desire was to stay in Phoenix. Love the desert south southwest. Um, hated Midwest winters, at least at that time in my life. So I'm trying to discern between two goods, one a diocese, the other the archdiocese. And I was conflicted. On a natural level, my heart's desire was to stay in Phoenix. I had a lot of friends down there. I grew in holiness there. Uh, I knew the local church well. Um, but my family was up here in Minnesota. And I was vacillating back and forth, and I just couldn't say yes to either one. Now, the desperation, this is early in my, you know, discipleship in Christ. A good friend of mine said, she said, well, why don't you do this discernment of spirits? Uh, it's like an Ignatian method of prayer. And I said, well, what's that? She said, well, I don't know a lot about it. But she said, all I know is that you pray about one thing that's good, and you listen to your heart and hear what God has to say to you. And then you take a break, and you go back, and you pray about the other thing. I was desperate, and I think the Lord took a lot of pity on me as well. <laughs> So I was before the Blessed Sacrament down in um, St. Anne's in Gilbert, Arizona. No one was in the Blessed Sacrament Chapel with me. I thought, well, I'll pray about what I want. And so I prayed about Phoenix. And the general sense that I felt in my heart was that uh, I would be, it's a smaller diocese as far as a number of churches. I'd be a bigger fish in a smaller pond. God would be happy. There would be no sin of me choosing Phoenix. And that he would be happy that I would make that choice. That was the general sense I got. I took a break, and then I came back, and I prayed about St. Paul, Minneapolis, which on a natural level, as far as uh, weather goes, I didn't want to come back here. And I started praying about Phoenix, and this joy came over me. And I actually shouted at the Blessed Sacrament. I said, no, very loudly. Like, this is not supposed to be happening this way. You're supposed to... You're supposed to go with what I want. <laughs> um, and then I heard the Lord speak to me, a voice that was not mine, outside of me, but it wasn't audible. It was more like an impression in the soul. Mm. And um, gave me basically a title, and I went to my spiritual director, and I said, this is what happened. He said, that's the Lord. You, you'd go back to Minnesota. He has a work for you to do there. And so I left. And now, in the middle of winter... I'm very content. God gives me grace to be here. Uh, 
produce great fruitfulness. I wouldn't be working in spiritual formation and doing formation for seminarians, future priests, if I was down in Phoenix, because they don't have their own seminary, but we do here. So he had a plan for my life, but on a natural level, I wanted something different. So my point with that is twofold. One is the movement in my heart was very strong. Uh, it had a certain kind of lasting staying power. Again, I'm repeating myself here, but that's important. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of peace and joy about it. Even though I didn't want it on a natural level, there was a rightness about coming here. I, you have to discern. You have to be aware of what's going on in your own heart. You'd be attentive to it. And then to discern it, and that's the second thing, is that I went to my spiritual director. I went to somebody else. Because sometimes we get confused, especially between two goods. And talking to someone else, they have greater clarity. They're hearing our voice, our description of what happened in prayer. And they can say to us, listen, this movement was much stronger. You're not sinning by choosing it. You're doing God's will. This is where you should go. So to have a trusted spiritual director, which a lot of us don't, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a difficult part. But if you have a friend that is mature in Christ, a very prayerful man or woman in your life, someone who's older and wise, um, talk to that person. Go to your local priest uh, or permanent deacon or any religious that may be in your life. So it could really be anybody. But I would also say that let your discernment unfold. Is it producing some good fruit for you? Is it, is it rooting you in charity of love of God, love of neighbor, love of self? And is it producing good fruit? Are you growing closer to the Lord by choosing that good? Well, and, and Father, even if you were to get off course and make a wrong choice, God can be glorified. He can also reroute us. Sure, exactly. Yeah. Like if I chose Phoenix on a natural level, there wouldn't be any sin in that. He would still move through my priestly ministry down in Phoenix. It's just that my work would be different than I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, you know, you're talking earlier, and by the way, if you just joined us, welcome. This is Catholic Women Hour and speaking <clears throat> with Father John Clockman um, about discerning God's voice and prayer. Anyway, if, Father, you talked about self-knowledge and getting to know ourselves and getting to know ourselves as God sees ourselves. And um, I think one thing that that, maybe something that people may not realize if we think about prayer we just go and make you know our requests and talk things out but also there's that quiet time we need to have with the lord in reflection to hear and to listen and and to see how he's working and and what can we expect to find in how he works in our lives and how long do you reflect how long yes (laughs) i mean he wants to gain our trust but how does he do that with us well you're bringing up a good principle and that is um blaise pascal says uh, basically a philosopher and a human, a Christian humanist um, in the late Middle Ages, and he said, and I'm paraphrasing him here, but um, he believes that most of man or woman's problems in their life is that they do not know how to be alone in their own room. The need for silence in their life, and you and I know that all of us are busy. Priests are incredibly busy. Like my, my sister said, I never realized how busy priests were until you became one. <laughs> A lot of people think that we just work on Sunday, and that's about it. And the occasional funeral and, and wedding, right? Uh, that's, <laughs> that's not the case. Um, so silence is key. So even if you're just starting out in prayer, um, have some moments 
throughout the day where you can be silent and listen to your own heart. Many men and women, people in general, don't even know themselves well. If you ask them who they are, they'll talk about what they do, you know, their profession. I'm married. I have three kids, four kids. I'm a banker. I'm this or I'm that. But who are you? Um, Many people don't know their own heart's desires, and that's why oftentimes they'll fall into sin as a, a cheap substitute for real living in Christ because they feel bored and domesticated. So I would say throughout the day, have periods of time, even if it's just five or ten minutes, which doesn't sound like a lot of time, but if you're just starting out with prayer, five minutes can seem like a long time. And just sit sit silently with the Lord and speak your heart to Him. Prayer is more about relationship than it is about the words necessarily spoken. I mean, someone can pray the rosary and pray it well and very... um, meditatively, and there's others who just whip through it. Well, got that done. Uh, That's, while you're praying, it's not deep, relational, heartfelt, I would say mature prayer. You know, I think with relational prayer, it is kind of, it's hard for us. It's hard of us to think in a personal terms with our Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's like a language that we kind of have to learn of a heartfelt prayer. Yeah, it's it's quite simple in a certain way. It's um, listening, uh, again, being attentive and aware of what's going on in your own heart and relating that to the Lord. You know, you may wake up today and you're worried about something at work or about your children, um, grandchildren, whoever is listening, and just relate that to the Lord. And you just speak as you would to a friend. St. Therese Lusud talked about that. That's how she would talk about what heartfelt prayer is, um, relating to God as as a friend. You certainly can't do heartfelt prayer in a rush. No. You really do have to slow down and and quiet yourself. Yes, in in that quiet. And and I think that, for me personally, it's in that silence, like an adoration or in my morning prayer time when I... I'm good about getting that in, doing it, is is when I find that relationship developing and growing with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that brings up a good point, is that the more I spend time in prayer uh, daily... I have the practice of daily prayer, heartfelt prayer. I start to grow in trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. I start mm-hmm. to know his voice. Mm-hmm. And see patterns. And see patterns, and that voice is distinguished from my own. And then when he asks me to do something, um, whether it's an impression on my heart or a thought that uh, comes to me and has, again, that staying power, the peace and joy and rightness, I can act upon it. I, I act upon those things that God asked me to do, because he asked me to do things that are good, whether for my own soul or the soul of another, to build up his kingdom, to bring him glory. Um, and so I would say, too, that oftentimes a question that often is brought about is that I go to prayer and I'm so distracted. Well, I would say to you this, is that don't let the distractions distract you. Make them a prayer. Go before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm preoccupied with this thought or these feelings, these desires, and relate it to him, and place it before him. And sometimes just the fact of us being able to articulate it to the Lord and get the distraction out of us through prayer, placing it before him, can quiet the distraction, and then I can go into more quiet prayer and listen to deeper 
ruminations of desires that are more authentic Mm. than the ones that are superficial. You know, Father, when I go into adoration, a lot of times I just have to get out everything that's on my mind before I can sit in quiet. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Well, okay, last question. We only have a couple minutes left here. We know that, you know, God God can chase, he loves us so much, and he'll chase us down to the very end. I think you said the other day when we were on the phone that he'll chase you down right to the gates of hell, you know, to, begging you to, to come to him. Yes. Um, so what I'm wondering is, those people who maybe are in the habit of mortal sin, um, how do they hear God's voice? I mean, it's hard enough for us who are trying to hear him, but what, you know, how does he get their attention? <laughs> Well, often he gives, this is, I'll go to St. Ignatius. He has a, called Rules of Discernment. There are 14 rules that he has. Excuse me. And his first rule is actually addressing that, rule number one. A person that's going from mortal sin to mortal sin. He talks about how the enemy of the soul works with someone in that state and how the Holy Spirit works with that person. And basically, if I can quote it here, he says, the enemy is ordinarily accustomed to proposing apparent pleasures to people in mortal sin, leading them to imagine sensual delights and pleasures in order to hold them more and make them grow in their vices and sins. So that's what the evil one does. Uh, presents apparent pleasures, imaginations of sensual delights, whatever that may be. Somebody could be drink, it could be uh, lust, it could be food, it could be whatever. He says, and then finally he says, in these persons, the good spirit, the Holy Spirit, uses the contrary method, stinging and biting their consciences through the rational power of moral judgment. Basically, they, they, they sense the sting of, of God saying, metanoia, to turn around. And this is oftentimes when people are in this place, they feel like God's punishing them. Oh, yeah. God's yeah. not punishing them. He's trying to provide a cure for their, to heal them from their mortal sin. Wake so them up, essentially. Wake yeah, them up, yeah. yep. have them confess their sin, to turn around and to be head in the direction toward him. It's really a mercy of the Lord. It is the mercy of yeah. the Lord. And yeah. Paul talks about that in Romans 1 as well. Mm-hmm. He says God gives them over to their ret- retrobate minds, uh, basically saying, and then they fall on their face, finally. He gives them what they desire. He, well, let me rephrase that. He permits what they desire. And when they fall on their face, and what they desire does not bring them pleasure anymore, but they're, they're enslaved, uh, they sense a, um, a certain, quote-unquote, depression about how they're living. They're not living in happiness anymore. Basically, then he says to the soul, now will you listen to me? No. That's, That's a great a, way to close yeah, out. We're, we got we're, about a minute left, Father, yeah, so you fun. took us right up to the end with great thought. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Father John Clockman from St. Paul Seminary in St. Paul, Minnesota. That's right. Thank you, Father. Have a blessed week. Thank you. We're grateful for Fred Hoslov. This is in his sponsorship of Catholic Women Now. If you need a personal injury attorney, Mr. Haas is the guy. Personal injury involves a lot of worry, anxiousness, and Mr. Haas takes great time in listening to your, your case and your concerns, and he provides dignity and great legal counsel. 515-256-6301-888-338-6535. FredHaas.com. Fred Double D. Haas Double A. That wraps up another show of Catholic Women Now here at the Mercy Live Up studio. We've got the Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary coming up next, and we ask Heavenly Father that you be with us as we walk forward in our 
journey with you. And we ask that you help us to hear your voice. Give us those little signs and nudges that we need that we might walk with you in your way to your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now go do impossible things with God. Days Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. And Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder every Thursday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. On the radio voice for Catholic Women Now. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM, and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app, Iowa Catholic Radio. Radio.